0: I don't want to be the girl that laughs the loudest Or the girl who never wants to be alone I don't want to be that calling at four o'clock in the morning Cause I'm the only one you know in the world that won't be home Ah. I want my story Chase Heart fam. I love Misa Pink, y'all. Now, today I will be speaking on being sober in relationships. Yes, 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 yes. Now, when it comes to being sober, a lot of times we can be drunk. We can be drunk in relationships, yes. And, you know, when it comes to a lot of things we 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 can be toxic uh, intoxicated, just like when you drink, you know what I'm saying? I don't know because because I don't drink, but whatever you whatever purple, whatever purp or purple or <laughs> whatever white or dark or wine, whatever your poison is, you know, we we all have to be sober at some point in the time in our relationship. But we realize that we get drunk. Because, you know, it's, it's intoxicating just when you meet somebody and they around you and, you know, the cologne and the, and the perfume smell good. They look good. And things are, you know, what they are, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's a certain level that's there that is intoxicating because you want, you want them, you desire them. It's a lust that's there, you know? It's beautiful. Lust is a beautiful thing. Especially uh, in the beginning of relationships. You want to kiss them. You want to be with them. You know, things like that. But in mature relationships, you have to be sober because if you're intoxicated all the time, then no one really, you know, have a stable mind. Really. Have you seen somebody drunk all the time? Something like now there are some there are some people who can drink and still and still be just as functional, functional drunks. And that's what we are. We are functional drunks in our relationships. And so we are so intoxicated with this person. We 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 need to be around them. We don't give them their space. Like, like, Like they need to do everything we do. But it's very important to make sure people are having that time for themselves. And I'm going to tell you as a woman sometimes cuz this is even a thing that says women are more emotional. Women get very emotional. Yes. So do men. But men just display it differently because of culture and everything. Women do get more emotional than men because we are we are more healthy emotionally. So that's not that's not a bad thing. But yeah, so some guys can be uh, emotionally Dead, and that's a dangerous thing when you can't show your emotion. That you—that means you. You. It's almost like not being human. You know, it's almost like not showing a part of yourself. But I can speak on the emotions of a man and woman and culture another time. But I want to just introduce an idea, just concerning a couple of things. You know, when when we're intoxicated with someone, their smell, their taste, their You know, what they look like, what, you know, what, what their hair look like when it's messy, their lips, their eyes, we are intoxicated completely because we want to take every part of them in. And this could be, uh, even interpreted sexual. I mean, the sexual energy, the lust, I mean, you can like their mind because there are, uh, there are sapiosexuals. They, they like the mind. You know, they have to be mentally they have to be spiritually or, or or mentally attracted to you. Attraction is a beautiful thing. But it's good to be sober. Because like I mentioned as a woman, you know, especially dating now, you have to be careful, mainly because especially as women, so I can talk to my women real quick. Because if you're not spiritually grounded, what would happen is you will find yourself being lifted from the ground, literally, and exalted based off of the love that you have for whoever you love. And so when you're lifted from the ground, you you are exalted. You, you have no footing. You're in the air. But if you live your relationship in the air and never on the ground, when things happen or life hits you or storms hit you in a different way, what keeps you anchored? What will better your relationship? You know what I mean? So it's levels there that people don't like to really talk about, but i'm bring, I'm just bringing about a good point right now because people are not aware of it. We're so intoxicated with the person we so infatuated with the person you know that when things get hard, we wanna run, we wanna leave, we wanna flee because we've never taught how to have healthy relationships. You know, Mom and Daddy argued all the time they never work things out, they never work through things. Some people have never, some people have been uh have seen their parents or parent or whoever raised them, because some people's parents died. Some people were raised by their grandparents. How many people have seen grandparents live living supposed to be married 20, 30, 40, 50 years, but they live in separate bedrooms? Or they're not really together. Or things like that. So when it comes to life, when it comes to things being a certain way, like some people have seen too many dysfunctional relationships and those relationships affects your other relationships because as a man, your relationship with your mother, well, well, it's, it's meant to display what a healthy relationship is supposed to be with other women. And for women, your, your relationship with a man, supposed to be, uh, your father, your relationship with your father is supposed to play, display that in future relationships, the same thing, vice versa with males. Fathers in men' lives supposed to show, supposed to show how you treat a woman, and the same thing with with the women. A woman, a a, a mother's relationship with her daughter is supposed to be this is how a woman treat a man. So that's why it's important important to see to have healthy male and female role models. If you if you are a single parent, or you came from a certain household, that's like even right now with uh, with having my children and. Quote, unquote, I don't, I don't call myself as a single mom, but society has, but being quote, unquote, a single mom, you know, it, it affects me greatly. So I have to, it affects my children greatly because I have two daughters. And so I have, I have a healthy relationship with that father. It's on and off depending on him or whatever's going on with us or, you know, <sighs> you know, just don't get divorced, okay? <laughs> Things happen, <laughs> but you know, at times I just don't like them. <laughs> Somebody don't like me. So, but we still come together for the children, you know. But when it comes to my relationship with him, I make sure that I display love and compassion and empathy, and so you know they can know hey, this what this is what it looks like. Because I don't know who, I, no matter who I end up with, no matter who I end up marrying, who I'm going to end up marrying again, it's, it's going to still affect them greatly. But it's very important to have that, have your children in a house with someone or be around family members that's that's healthy and not toxic. And so they pick up those patterns. But being sober, being grounded, being anchored. And, you know, Christians get a lot of flat. You know, I don't really hear a lot about Buddhists or, or monks or, you know, or nuns. You know, or those of agnostic faith or, you know, but, you know, it's very important to be anchored. You know, no matter what belief system you have, it's very important to be anchored, anchored. Even dark stuff like voodoo and hoodoo, like you really don't hear a lot about those things. And it's always a negative light or Christianity is always put in the forefront. But I can say we have a Christian roots. Like it has allowed me to have an anchor. I have, I have a sense of morale because of that background, you know. And I embrace that, you know. what I mean, I, I have a sense of responsibility because of that. And so we have to be mindful of everything. We have to be mindful of those things. But being sober is very important in relationships, mainly because. When it comes to relationships overall, especially your especially romantic relationships. <laughs> your romantic relationship will test you in ways, your, You know, regular relationships just won't your relationship with your boss or your child or family members, it'll test you a different way. But romantic relationship, that's a closer place to your heart. That person is a has a very Special soft spot in your heart. That's like a child. In relationship with your relationship to a child is it has a very soft spot, you know. And romantic relationships reflect God. <laughs> romantic uh, relationship reflect God's relationship with the church. That's what marriage is, you know. And you know if you feel other otherwise, yeah. Romantic relationship they test you in different ways than other relationships. uh and it's because the romantic love. it it tests boundaries. It tests you for who you really are. You can't be fake. Uh, You know, it's it's certain areas of you that you cannot deny in romantic relationships. They definitely, they hold hold a light up to the other relationships, and every relationship is different. Special relationship with your boss, your neighbor, relationship with yourself, relationship with your creator. You know, you have to just be mindful of... Relationships overall. That's what that's what this podcast is about. But being sober, you know, I'm gonna give you a couple steps, you know, that can maybe help you recognize whether or not you're sober or just intoxicating your relationship. It'll be three steps. One, grounding. How are you grounded? You know, what is your spiritual life like? Your your faith. You know. What do you default back to? You know, if you can imagine with me a chain around your ankle and chained to the earth, what keeps you grounded? Because you don't want to be so far in the air that everything's light all the time, and when things get hard, you quit. You want you you want to be grounded to a place. It's not like prison, but being grounded is like allowing yourself to settle into who you really are and being connected or better yet, let that chain on your ankle connect to God instead of the earth. And so let that chain connect with God. And so you have unlimited access of information about yourself. And I don't think we even seek ourselves enough in relationships, honestly, because we, we so consumed with the other person. Other person consumes our time, our attention, we can't focus like we need to. You know, we can't really do anything. That person has to be with us every time. But giving your partner space to get to know themselves is so important because that's going to be better for you, you two, when you two get together. That's with intimacy. That's with sex. That's with just going out or being around family and friends. There's dates, all that. If you have children like me, then it's like, even on times where you when you have to get a babysitting you, or, you just, or they or they're bonding with your children, you know things like that, you have to be very mindful of a lot of things in relationships, so ground yourself you know in what if you have a faith or whatever if you pray, you know just ground yourself. The second step to sobering yourself is being in the present moment and being in the present moment. It literally means not being consumed with the with the past or the future. You're literally loving the moment that you're in, like even right now. Let's stop what you're doing, breathe. Is your feet planted to the ground? Now, what's going on around you? What sounds do you hear? Let's take a moment of awareness. You see. Being in the present moment is powerful because you allow yourself to reconnect with what's currently going on. You're not trying to rush to get to a job. Even if you driving, you're aware how your hands feel on the steering wheel. It's a book. I'm trying to see the name of it. I know the art, but it's not coming up at this moment. But it's called Be the book is called Being in the Present Moment. You can look you can listen to an audio. I think it, it called co- a cart, it's not it's not coming out, but this uh it's called be, being in a present moment. And so being in a present moment will help you reconnect yourself, you know, to the present. So staying in the present keeps you from overthinking, being worried, and all this other stuff. And even in your relationship, <clears throat> when you're present with your partner, when you t- when you turn your phone off, when you When you get off Facebook for a day, uh, uh, two days, three days, weeks, or months—I don't know. When you get off social media, getting off social media, going on a social media fast with your partner, if you can, because see, social media is my platform. You know that's how I use it to get get all get the podcast blog out. But if you just going to social media, if you're a comedian or something like that, yeah. If you you know go, but if you just going to. Going for a leisure and you on there and you don't. Just go on a social media fast. with with your partner, you will see the. Be present with them when you when you with them. Get off your phone. Don't be answering phone calls. Don't be texting people. Look, that text can wait. That person in front of you is more important. That's one of my big biggest pet peeves. You know, like being on your phone when we out. Like why you are like you're not a CEO of any company. Like, why are you on your phone? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, if you're not trying to have, if, you, if you're not a hashtag yet, you need to go and put that phone down and get focused on your dreams and goals. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, most definitely be in the present. And last but not least, that de- most definitely, you know, another part of just sobering yourself is another part of sobering yourself. Sorry about that. But another part of sobering yourself is literally being connected with your creator. And when you're connected with your creator, you allow yourself to honestly be engulfed with who God really is in your life. You know? And so... That's how that's how it works though. You know, we are we need to be so engulfed with God that we know who we are. You know what I'm saying? And it will allow us to be sober. And so while we are <clears throat> some people call it going to church, some people call it whatever they call it. But whatever you call it, I would say this just, just be mindful and just always. Be aware of yourself. Be aware of what's going on inside you, because sometimes stuff that's going on inside you it affects how you treat your partner. I spoke on triggers and knowing your triggers, and knowing where you stand, and knowing <clears throat> the things within yourself. And I spoke on relationship PTSD. And so, just check out that check out that segment before uh, before this one. And so. Most definitely be sober. Be sober. And even God, and even in the Bible, God tells us to be sober and vigilant. You know, we need to know who. We need to know ourselves. Be sober. Being sober literally means being aware. We are aware, we're open. Our eyes are not shut. We're walking wise open, not shut. I'm speaking on our spiritual eyes, you know? Third eye, spiritual eye. I can speak on that forever. But most definitely, let's be sober. You know, we can be intoxicated with our partner. However, it's times we have to have that balance of being sober as well. You know, just like Beyonce, drunk in love. You can be drunk in love with your partner, yeah. But don't be so drunk that the next day happening, you got a big hangover. So you having perpetual hangovers in your relationships. But anyways, hopefully this will sober up people <laughs> that's not sober. But anyways, it's different ways to be sober. And speaking of being sober, guess what? It's been a year since I've been sober from alcohol. So I'm so proud of myself with a lot of support. Yeah. But definitely, you know, it's celebration, celebration. I came from a family of alcoholics. So, you know, there was something passed down to me. But Yeah. Yeah, after my after my divorce I just a whole year well a whole six months this went on a, a wine bench. I'm like, so now I'm like I'm good. I don't have the taste for it anymore. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> but definitely just be sober and looking at be looking out for the next segment which is love languages you ready love languages yes they're so so important but i would definitely be doing that and you uh i just just send your messages and check out the blog at (inaudible) https colon dash dash www.shea heart to heart dot wordpress and you can actually listen to the the episodes the the segments on there instead of on your phone but the only thing is i think you need a laptop for that because i tried to go on, go on the website it won't let me go on there unless i'm on a, on my laptop but anyways this you know you can find me on anchor pocket radio spotify and iHeartRadio radio too so but yeah but definitely thank you for your support and You know, this is celebrate life and being sober in in all ways. Anyways, remember, out of heart flows issues life. You are here from Shay's heart.